0: This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia.
1: Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, just before we jump into the show, a quick word from our sponsor, Puridon. Now we have a special deal to offer you. This is a 10% discount on their product called Lifesime, exclusively for exploring mind and body listeners. This product is perfect for those that have indigestion, maybe acid reflux. And what it does is make you more make your body more efficient at digesting, utilizing, and absorbing food. So what you need to do is head over to puredime.com slash DrewTadia. You can click on the link. It's going to take you to the product. And all you need to do is enter in Drew my first name, Drew, D R E W in the coupon code for your ten percent off. Now this is being offered for a limited time only. So you need to check them out as soon as you can. PureDime.com slash Drew Tadia. True form Life. This is going to be Kimberly Cornish, and she's the director of Food, Water, Wellness Foundation. Now, Kim and I have bumped into each other a number of times. I didn't, I haven't actually had the opportunity to get in-depth with her and see exactly what she does, but I, I really believe we're on the same lines of a lot of things we do, and I love to support local in every way. And I'm not really a fan of big-box stores, Uh, depending on where you live, I'd much rather find farmers markets or or local farmers to support and purchase. So Kim's going to talk about the importance of supporting local in many different ways. So I can't wait to share this interview with you. So I suppose without further ado, Kim, thanks so much for joining us.
0: Thanks so much for having me.
1: So Kim, why don't you, you know, you're the director of food, of the food, water, wellness foundation. Can you tell me what that entails?
0: Well, um, we have a bunch of different projects running right now. We kind of started um, initially working in Namibia and doing a permaculture project there. And it was really, it came out of a small village um, of the Kalahari Bushmen who were really falling between the funding gaps for aid. And then we were seeing different NGOs come in and do different projects, but nobody was working all together and like putting it together in like an ecological process. There was water, there was food, but nobody was putting them together. And so I really started studying permaculture through that process and in an attempt to help that village. And then I ended up moving back to Alberta and I started working with farmers here and realizing that some of the challenges were really similar, that there was not the ecological processes to make things sustainable. And so that's really why we incorporated Food, Water, Wellness Foundation was to create a mechanism to help farmers put farmers and people just put things together in a in a system that could be workable and sustainable
1: so how long were you over there for
0: i've been working on and off in africa over the last 11 years
1: wow and did you start this food water wellness foundation
0: i did i did i
1: should I have known that (laughs)
0: Um, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. I'm just kidding, I think. (laughs)
1: Um, That's so cool. So tell me what the foundation looks like. What do you guys do?
0: Well, um, our biggest project right now, we we have another project that's starting up in Namibia in the fall. Um, We're going to be putting in a food forest because there's a, a Fulbright Scholar that's coming over she and I are going to Namibia together. It's kind of a bit the opposite of local, but um, it's to create a local system there. And she's she's going to be putting in a food forest that has lots of fiber and also pigment in it. So it will produce food, but it will also produce um, the raw materials for handicrafts and weavings. So that some of the women in that village um, and in the area that she's going to be working will be able to earn an income through that. So that's kind of our side Africa project right now, but our (laughs) biggest project is building an ecological agriculture portal for Alberta.
1: Okay. So you've taken your knowledge and experience from Africa and all, all the things that you've guys been doing over there and you saw a need for it here. Yeah. So now, so now you're looking at combining, you know, combining food, water, wellness through your foundation. See what I did there? (laughs)
0: Yep, yep. You got that's that's exactly how that name came about. It's like, how? What are we doing? Food, water, wellness. Perfect. Done.
1: Okay. So, what is? Tell me what that looks like. You know, to me and my listeners, because I have no idea.
0: Um, we have. I'm sorry, the phone is ringing. Um, so another interview. (laughs) Another interview. Yeah, very (laughs) popular today. Um, well, the ecological agriculture portal is what we're trying to do is it kind of came about because I had been going to hear Joel Saladin speak at a whole bunch of different types of workshops. Some were more food oriented. Others were more agriculture oriented, like some were more for city people and more for others for country people. But every time I talked to farmers afterwards, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Joel Saladin, but he's the farmer in Food Inc. at the end of the kind of okay. end of the show and he's sitting in the tall grass and and there he has this really cool system where he runs um, cattle and then three day, two to three days later, he runs the chickens through that and they like pull apart all the ca- the cow dung and eat the the bugs out of it and kind of clean that up and stop the parasites from going all all over the place. And then the pigs come in after that. So they have this like, intensive land management that is producing all sorts of soil. And it's really cool. And he's a really great speaker. And he's about $5,000 a day to bring up. And I was hearing him talk and I'd hear the farmers say afterwards, yeah, that's really cool, but you can't do that in Alberta. And I knew that that wasn't the case, and I knew that there were farmers that were doing similar kinds of processes in Alberta, and um, and then we also were finding that sometimes you know people would say, well, that guy did this, and it was just all kind of ad hoc; that wasn't formalized information. Somebody tried this and it worked, and somebody tried that and it didn't work, and so we're really trying to bring together um, the. Farmers that are doing that are farming ecologically and doing a really good job, and and featuring their stories, and then connecting it to the research to support what they're doing. And then the other parts that we're doing in the portal are um, really trying to create an online farmers market, so everyone that's marketing directly can access. Um, consumers and consumers can find like a central place instead of again it just being word of mouth and this kind of almost underground market of where to get like good chicken or good beef or good vegetables and just find a way for people to access it so it becomes so much more a, a, or just a bigger part of our food system
1: mm-hmm. it seems like there's certainly a need for that so you know i've you know, for example, here in, in olds, I didn't know I've been here for a few years (laughs) and (laughs) I didn't know the olds college had a little farmer's market and I was telling, you know, my, my friends and clients and they didn't know either. And I think that sometimes personally, I want to look around to see what's around, you know, what, what farmers besides the, we have a Thursday farmer's market as well. Um, but it's difficult to find it's not it's not a big giant store that says you know whatever your you know whatever your you know big giant like ag foods for example we have ag foods as a sponsor on exploring mind and body but farmers don't have that yeah so there needs to be a way to to access those you know those different farmers markets or those different forms of local food
0: absolutely
1: and so you, so what's how is that going? And you're, you, you think that, or you're saying that we need that? There's definitely need needs a way for farmers to advertise. I wouldn't imagine the average farmer is <laughs> a marketing guru. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it it is that is the thing that has come across. It's come over and over again. Everybody says this is so exciting. You're doing all the farmers say this is so exciting. You're doing this because you have a passion for going out and talking to people and connecting things. And and um, and they're like we don't. We like growing food. Like some of the farmers like talking to people, but it's it's a nice. It's a compliment. And like my trainings in permaculture, and it's always about um, finding the intrinsic character of something and then working with that instead of against it. So I love fresh food. I'm not an amazing gardener. (laughs) Um, I get really bored with weeding and so they kind of tend to take over my garden. And so, but I love going out and talking to people. And so it's like, I've found this network of farmers that supply me with fresh local food and I can go and serve another role that I'm good at and helping, 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 meet a need that of something they might not be as good at or that they just want help with because they don't have enough time because our growing season's so short and so intense that even if they want to do that it's hard for them to do that at the time that they desperately need to be marketing the food because they need to be out in the field at the same time
1: so you guys are helping each other out
0: yeah exactly so t- tell
1: tell me the benefits of supporting local, and I know there's a long list of them. I don't know if you have them <laughs> written down, um, but you know when I talk about supporting local, I would run a small. Well, I run a small business, a couple of them, and I know the importance of the local support I need. I know this. Um, I know what it's like to go out and support local farmers, but I, I kind of think that there's a mass majority of us given that box stores are so popular that don't understand the benefits or how important it is to your economy to the your neighbor next door to support them locally you know purchase their products and continue keeping them in business
0: mhm and i think what like what's happening with especially with food growing is that when you are supporting a local farmer and it is somebody that is smaller scale and not doing like a big commercial farm, they're usually farming more ecologically because they have that instant feedback loop of they may not want to spend the money on a lot of fertilizer and a lot of pesticides. So you're much more likely to have a a more clean food that is, it's like with less, less, um, Toxins on it that it has been grown without without those kind of processes. Um, you're also, in terms of supporting a local farmer, um, there's there's starting to be more and more. They're marking health benefits of people growing food ecologically, and um, today's food is actually lower in nutritional value than any point in history. And we, Food, Water, Wellness went out and shot, uh, a Chris, Dr. Christine Jones was here um, from Australia doing a field day and she was, it was Mountain View County and Foothills Forge and Grazers Association put it on and I was just, I've just uploaded the videos to YouTube that we filmed and they're, they're online.
1: Where can um, we find
0: them? Um, they are under, if you go on the Food, Water, Wellness Foundation channel there's three hour long videos that all that are Christine Jones lecture. And she's a really good speaker and really good at explaining things. But um, her big point is that when we put on um, like a synthetic fertilizer, the roots of a plant never have to go like deep into the soil because they can get everything they need from the surface. And so it's kind of like, it's the total equivalent of being like a couch potato eating chips and pop. Like you can, you, you, you're going to stay alive. You're not going to be healthy, but you're going to stay alive. And that, and that's what the synthetic fertilizer does is it just, it gives you like that sugar you need to live without really fleshing out the whole wellness of the system. And with the plants, it's the same way. And um, she talks about how, the, the bacteria that's in the soil, because when you put on those fertilizers, it doesn't encourage the bacteria. And then when you use different um, pesticides, it actually it works like an antibiotic in the soil. And it's the bacteria that happens all within like a millimeter of a plant root. And so the more plant roots there are, the more bacterial activity there is. And through that bacterial activity, the plant actually gets... Um, the smaller bacteria get eaten by the bigger bacteria, and then nitrogen's released, and it's just a perfect amount right at the root system, which is what a plant needs. And um, also through all this biological activity, there's a lot more um, available nutrients like copper, like all the trace minerals that we really are uh, trying to get from our food, and sometimes we find we need to supplement. It has a lot to do with how much biological activity is happening around around those plants and so getting back to why local is important is that um, for the most part you have when you have a local farmer you can go out and see what they're doing and see the processes that they're they're growing the food whereas a lot of the stuff in the grocery store we don't know exactly where it's coming from. And even if we do know where it's coming from, we don't know how it's being grown. And so just the ability, if there's that bacterial activity, microbiological activity in the soil, the ability for that food to be so much higher in nutrients is just, it's like off the charts. And so that's a really cool thing. And then also if you're eating locally, you're getting the the bacteria that is like appropriate for, your body in this area so it's like you're kind of because it's as people go and take um probiotics what you're trying to do is get the health you're trying to support the colony of of gut bacteria or gut the gut microbiome, they call it, that is doing a lot of your digesting for you. And by taking a probiotic, you help that process. But by eating food that's being grown in this way, you're really helping that process as well as having more nutrient dense food.
1: So it doesn't matter where you are, you need to find locally grown food to help. Yeah. Because you. right.
0: you're taking like a special micro or like a... There's a special probiotic, basically, that's been crafted exactly for your environment by eating the food that's being grown in your area.
1: So why doesn't mass distributors grow this way? Is it because it costs more money?
0: Um, It it can. It's definitely not as... um, It's more complicated. I always explain it as like if you look at a web and there's... Uh, all the different like a spider's web and there's all the different lines of the spider's web there is a straight line if you kind of want to narrow your focus and not look at the whole web you can see things and it's just a straight line but um, if you take a step back you see the whole web and how it's interconnected and so I find when you get into ecological processes you have to take in a lot more factors, and it, and it becomes more complicated. And when you're trying to do something on a large scale, it's hard to deal with. It. It's you know you try to make this the system as simple as possible. It's like Ford with Ford Motor Company, and just everybody puts on their one part, and the and the conveyor belt moves down the line. And so big organ big big producers tend to like things that are more streamlined and more replicable but um, when you're growing this way it does get it's it's more complicated and it's more intricate
1: so when we're looking at farmers and, and, and the way the way they grow how are we able to help others or i guess what are you guys doing to help others understand maybe where they can talk to local farmers where they can reach local farmers where they can support them
0: well, in building this ecological agriculture portal, we're doing that, but we're also having an event this um in on Saturday actually, and it's it's really designed to do that to bring farmers and consumers together. So, we're bussing people in from Calgary. And there's also some people coming from other kind of more urban areas. And then there's a whole host of farmers that are farming this way that are coming out and having a little local farmer's market. And then they're also all contributing food to the meal that will be prepared by the chef from the bison in Banff. So it's a it's a neat way of being able to connect with farmers that are growing locally and then also growing ecologically. And so, and it's just a way for people to kind of come together. So.
1: So are there going to be, are the farmers actually going to be there?
0: Yes, they are. They're all coming. There's a whole bunch. I think we have 12 different farms that are coming out and they all grow different things. And it's been, it's been an amazing process because we've watched the food, like the food for the meal. The menu has just been dictated by what's happened like and what what's actually growing right now and what we can go pick out of the field and everything even um fallen timber meadery is coming and doing the bartending and they're a really amazing um operation they have they do all their honey in their out by water valley and they um harvest honey and then they ferment it into mead and they're also doing some different beers, like local brews that have it's and it's an un, unpasteurized honey that they've turned into these really beautiful drinks. But we're going to be bringing um, bringing that sweet mead into a mojito, and it's so cool because the bar is going to be set up next to Nolan and Kish Nolan and Carrie Fisher's herb garden, and um, so Nathan can just go harvest the mint for the mojitos, right. Right. So it's it's just going to be so hyper like it's it's there's so many pieces that are just local all fitting together into a really cool um fleshed out meal and drink kind of experience. So
1: you know one of my favorite things is to when I go to local farmers markets is to talk to farmers. And they're so passionate about their food. They, they you know, they love to to talk to you know the consumer I was talking to this one girl and she was the granddaughter of the farmer and she had pictures on her phone I said do you have any pictures of your your farm and she pulled out her phone and she was all excited to show me she couldn't wait to you know it was like she was waiting for someone to ask her
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: <laughs> and it's so cool to to be out there and, and talk to farmers and you know I really think that it's It's so different like the the way we live now is so different than not you know not too long ago our, our parents grew up on a farm our grandparents did, and then we had the ability to understand where food came from to grow it ourselves and I really think there's such a missing link between children now and, and the understanding of where food comes from, what it's like to grow your own food, what the different flavors are and i just think there's such a gap and it. it's so cool that you that you're bringing this up and and showing people that this is something that you can still do
0: that's awesome yeah i totally agree with you i think that we really we've lost something and then we've we've you just you just taste it so much when you can you can taste nutrient density in food and when it t- when it's really nutrient dense, it usually tastes amazing. Uh, Shirley's greenhouse is donating tomatoes and I was eating some of them the other day and they, they taste like candy. Like you don't, you don't need any sugar other than a tomato. And it's just, it's so cool to see the difference between those, like they, she's growing them with like no pesticides and, And really just caring for them as she's growing them. And you can 100% taste the difference.
1: You know what I do when I go to grocery stores is I smell the tomatoes. (laughs) And I always look around to see if that looks weird. And apples too. I like to smell apples. But, you know, many times the ones in the grocery stores, there's no there's no smell there's no scent at all so if you go to a greenhouse of course the whole place smells like tomatoes but you pick them up and there's this uh, i don't know what the aroma it's like coffee to me people Mm -hmm. are addicted to that smell of coffee yeah i so much love the smell of tomatoes or apples that are freshly grown
0: totally totally
1: so what's it look like moving forward for the food water wellness foundation what what are you guys doing What what are your um what's happening in the future for you guys.
0: Well, this event we're putting we're putting together, it is a fundraiser so that we can get the the seed funding we need for the portal. There's a couple different grants we're going to be applying for and they're amazing grants cuz they match up to 75%. So we contribute 25 and and then from there we go and like the the federal government Uh, matches to 75 percent so it's um that's really going to be the focus after the event is working on those grant applications and um, getting things together so that we can actually get a functional portal up and up and happening up and running so that um, farmers can start connecting to consumers and then also farmers can connect to each other and really have a place to share what they're learning and um with each other so that they can kind of you know, if people are thinking about moving a bit more into some sort of sustainable agriculture approach, it just gives them a lot more confidence to be able to do that because they can see there's this whole community of farmers that are already farming that way and that there is support for them.
1: And do farmers connect with other other farmers?
0: Yeah, they love it. Really? They just, it's, it's really cool to me, the people that know each other and the people that don't know each other. I finished a 35 farm needs assessment, um, this spring. And I think that's actually when I ran into you at health street, um, earlier in the year, I was doing that with Rick Kohut and, um, and it just, it's so amazing. Cause there's some farmers that, you know, Oh yeah, I know this guy and I know this guy. And then there's some other, other farmers that have never met and I just feel like they have so much in common and and they'd really be an amazing support to each other like there's a farmer um, named Blake from Tabor and he's one of the most experienced ecological farmers in the province. He's been doing holistic farm management since 1980, 81. And he said he was so scared to tell anybody about it. He didn't say anything for four years. He just started doing it after he'd taken a course. And, um, and then there's another farmer that I know that's definitely, then Blake's coming to the event and then another farmer, Dakota Cohen, and he's from Farintosh and he's 23 and he's just researched so much. He's just like almost an encyclopedia on sustainable agriculture and, and he's just starting out his farming career and not that Blake's ending, but he's definitely got years of experience and, and I'm just so excited for them to meet and be able to share experiences and be, and you know, to to have Dakota's enthusiasm and excitement and to have Blake's experience come together. I think that it really, it advances the, the discourse on, on this type of farming so much when you can bring those people together and then we're hoping to do that online with the portal as well
1: And at your event are you guys going to be having any presentations or anything happening
0: yeah we uh, have a short um, five-minute video that'll be a promotional video for the portal and, um, but we're really just trying to keep it quite, uh, casual and let the people that need to connect, connect. And, um, the, we have a farmer's market all through the cocktail hour. So people will get a chance to go and visit with the farmers face to face. And, and at the same time, there'll be sampling appetizers that were, that are featuring each of the farms. So it'll be a chance to kind of like have a bite and talk to the farmer at the same time and see, you know, make connections that way.
1: And how are we able to, you go online and buy tickets, what does that look like? Can Um, can anyone go?
0: Yes, absolutely. It's totally open to the public. We would love it if we knew people were coming ahead of time, so it would be great if you could get your tickets ahead of time, but um, uh, fisherfarms.net backslash rootstock uh, definitely has tickets there and then also on our website foodwaterwellnessfoundation.org and then backslash rootstock a field fresh experience. Um, or if you just probably Google Rootstock, I think it'll likely come up too. So
1: Okay, I'll link those in the show notes as well. So perfect. That'll just be at slash importance of supporting local.
0: Perfect.
1: Uh, Kim, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your time and sharing your knowledge with us. And I suppose this is a long time coming. I wish we had you on at another time, but it sounds like there's more things that you guys are doing, and I'd love to have you back on to share some more of your knowledge with us.
0: Thank you so much for having me, having me, and it would be wonderful to come back and do this again.
1: All right, so that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your time and for your consideration for checking out the show. Just a few things before I let you go. Don't forget about Pure Dime's limited time offer, 10% off their Lifetime. Plant-based digestive enzyme. Check out puradime.com/drewtadia. Enter in my first name D-R-E-W into the coupon code for your 10% discount. We have a weekly newsletter that I send out every Monday morning that has all my latest information on there: radio shows, blog posts, videos, recipes, and more. That's going to be at True Form Life. .com on the main page as a widget or widget, excuse me, to enter in your email address. No spam, none of that stuff that you don't want in your inbox. And all past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. So if you missed any of the past shows, you want to check out more. You can find them all on the website exploringmindandbody.com. And finally, don't forget about our little challenge that I've put together. I'm looking for 20 total little testimonials, ratings, and reviews on iTunes for the month of August. So we're halfway through, looking for some more ratings and reviews. So I appreciate you coming together, supporting the show, supporting our our Exploring Mind and Body, our True Form Life community. So head over to iTunes, look for ExploringMindAndBody.com, and I'd appreciate an honest review, and I'd love to read on air as well, so check that out and that's it. That's all I got. Catch you on the next one.